Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Dynasty Life. I'm Theo Greminger. Redraft ends, but Dynasty is life. And Dynasty Life, I mean, I'm getting there. My 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 host, I excuse me, my guest today, <clears throat> this is actually cool because you're a two-time guest now to Dynasty Life. This is my my boy, Jax Falcone of the Undrafted and the Undroppables. Uh, yeah. You can catch his podcast right here on the Player Profiler main feed. Uh, if you're listening to Dynasty Life, you probably already listen to Jax on a weekly basis. But I've, I had a cool show idea. We do something like this every single year. We're doing it a little bit early this year. Because there's a lot of like question marks. We love a lot of these guys in this class, but we're still learning about them. On the flip side, the second year players, we have countless information. We've seen them play a full NFL season and we know what they are at this point. Certain guys have more upside than others. Certain guys, you know, maybe we're looking to get out of, but we're going to compare the two classes collectively right now. And I think this is a really good one if you're in dynasty leagues. Uh, especially if you're looking to make trades, looking to break into this class, maybe look to sell high on a couple of these second-year guys. But, Jax, welcome to the show. Uh, you're crushing it, man. Every week, I know you're recording later this afternoon uh, with Ray, Ray Garvin. Yeah. Um, every week, it's like a great show from you guys. You guys are really like one of the best Dynasty podcasts out there at this point. Thank you so much, man. That means the world coming from you. You're a great Dynasty player, and obviously you're doing great things with, uh, you know, with Player Profiler. Uh, yeah, I think to your point, um, you know, regarding um, the, the the class and getting in there. I mean, it's still early, but it's always it's never too early, right? You know, so we're you know, I told you before the show, I'm asking more questions than I am giving answers at this particular point. You know, I've got people on the show that are really college football forward. You know, Ray G knows his college. Last week was Felix Sharp. That was a great show, and you know, I've got your boy. John Lobb coming up in a couple of weeks. I've got, you know, Thor Nystrom senior bowl uh, show. So we've got a lot of great shows coming up on the undrafted. And, you know, I, it's probably better when I ask questions than tell stories because, you know, the, my guests are usually smarter than me, but yeah, no, it's, it's a lot of fun. The show's great. And, and yeah, I'm excited to do this one here with you today. Well, don't sell yourself short about telling stories because one thing where I always bring this up every time we record and you do the anatomy of series where you look yep. at, you know, the class of players and the boxes they check off that kind of like ties them into like future fantasy uh, production. Yes. It's very, it's very easy to take. It's very easy to read. You don't go, go like full nerd. You, you mm-hmm. keep it like you, you, you keep it for the people, Jax, maybe talk a yeah. little bit about that. Yeah. Two, uh, two of them are in the can, uh, the, the wide receivers and the, um, Actually, the running backs and the quarterbacks, I've got wide receivers and tight ends still to do, and I haven't put them out yet. But, you know, it's funny because this year we're going to see a a bit of a different um, anatomy or prototype. You know, the anatomy is basically what the prototype is. And, you know, with guys like James Cook, Devon A. Chain, uh, Jameer Gibbs, um, there was a couple others. uh, Kyron Williams. Kyron Kyron was the other one. Thank you. There were some smaller backs that really brought down the average 
you know, size and the threshold size for, you know, uh, an elite running back at the NFL level. So very, very interesting to see if that's an aberration or if that's something that we see taking hold going forward. But one of the things about the anatomy series that uh, one of the reasons I did it was I didn't want to look back. I wanted to try and look forward and I wanted something that helped us sort of keep current or, or, or looking into the, into the future and, and catching those trends. Well, now it's five years. I was telling chalk, we're going to do some cool stuff with, you know, sort of tracking, you know, the anatomy and how it's changed now that we've got, you know, five years of data, we could, even I suppose go backward and, and do it, but that sounds like a lot of work. Uh, but you know we're starting to get there, so it's it's really cool stuff, and we're going to see that same thing with the wide receiver position with Tank Dells and and players like that, Zay Flowers, etc. Yeah, it's it's funny because you bring up like the anatomy of, and you bring out like outliers, and outliers yeah. stop being outliers when there's a bunch of them. That's and right. you you brought up all these 190 pound running backs. I think it's um. You know, it's almost like going to be like a don't go chasing waterfalls type thing because you could throw yeah. Keaton Mitchell's big time performance there. And I think we're much more open to drafting these smaller running backs now. I know I have for years. I remember I was on a, a show a couple of years ago where I took James Cook ahead of like Sky Moore and people like ripped my head off. And I'm like, OK, now 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 how's that one looking? But, you know, it's funny because like a guy like Bucky Irving five yeah. years ago, people maybe would have brushed aside. Now I feel like the community is even more hyped on a Bucky Irving uh, than they would would have. And it's interesting you bring yeah. up like Tank Dell. And, and shout out to uh, David in the chat brings up Tank Dell. How we we saw like the Devonta Smith debate years ago. The yeah. BMI. And people were like, he's too skinny. And this is a, a mistake by Philadelphia. Now it's kind of comical where you yes. have Jordan Addison, Tank Dell, Devonta Smith. And now we have Troy Franklin, a guy where, you know, 10 years ago, you know, people would have maybe brushed him aside as too skinny. And now everybody has him in their first round of mocks. I know I have him like fifth overall in my ranks right now. Um, Don't spill how, the beans now. That? Well, no, you can find my rankings. I'm, I'm now. only teasing. My top 24 is my top 24 is out. But uh, like, how are you, you know, expand on that, Jax? Because yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, in, in some things, basically, if it makes sense, then the data starts to be something that you can trust. If it's kind of like, that doesn't make any sense, but it does make sense. You think about running backs. Well, there's more split backfields. It's a, it's a, it's more of a faster pace game. You know, where it's just a different game. There's fewer bell cows. There's less like, you know, there's more passing on, uh, you know, second and short, uh, you know, just all of it, more shotgun. Like you can, you can just sort of name all the trends and it does lend towards, a smaller back being successful in the league. Okay. So simple as that. And then at the wide receiver position, the same thing holds true. We're seeing shorter passing, the a dot going down higher volume of passing, right? You know, higher completion percentage, uh, more multiple wide receiver sets, more motion, right? All these things lend less contact from the defense. You can't hit them. So all of these things that go around the, that Tank Dell and Devontae Smith are, are successful in the NFL, support that. So that's where we start to say, okay, well, we have to lean into that and be smart as a dynasty player. Look, I was the first one that said, you know, 10 years ago, you, you know, all these small uh, wide receivers, uh, what was it, John Ross? I was like, pass on John Ross, get out of here. And now I'm not. I was the Tank Dell supporter, so I think the anatomy helps me get there quicker. Maybe I don't. I don't know. Maybe I'm just you know prisoner of the moment. But I, I think that's what you have to look for. And these trends tend to tell the story that supports the data. 
Yeah, and one other guy who was somewhat of an outlier, and it's a slight one because, you know, anybody who listened to Jax and I last offseason, Jax was all over Sam Laporta. I have a ton of Sam Laporta. Um, you know, my Sam Laporta teams did well. You know, hashtag one money in Dynasty yeah. this year with Laporta. Love it. I mean, you know, as much as you want. Thank you, Love Sam Laporta. Thank you, Sam Laporta. Yeah. Um, but he was somewhat of an outlier because now we're starting to see the tight end position change. You know, our friend Scott Connor, who's one of the you know better dynasty voices out there, it, during the process with Sam Laporta, he brought up the fact that most of the hits at the tight end position historically have been these taller tight ends. Now you're starting to see these kind of more like a hybrid wide receiver almost with guys like Laporta. Laporta is a mauler. He's a beast. But at the say, end of the yeah. day, you can line him up on the outside and he would still do well. Now you have a real hybrid tight end wide receiver in Brock Bowers. Mm-hmm. And a Brock Bowers, like, you know, 15 years ago, people would have said is, is too small at the tight end spot. Now I think there's like no trepidation, especially after like Laporta's big, big uh, rookie season. Where are you at? We're going to get into these debates. Yeah, but yeah. I want to take a I've step got a back. Take, so. Brock Bowers, Sam Laporta, Dalton Kincaid. I've got to take on at? Brock Bowers. I've got to. T- I've got to take. So I, I was anti Kyle Pitts at his ADP in rookie drafts um, for the reasons that have been historical, which is not that Kyle Pitts isn't a good prospect. I even argued that Kyle Pitts might have been the on paper best uh, tight end prospect ever. So you know, it wasn't a it wasn't a player take. It was more of a you know a situational take uh, with the tight end position and how. It's, it's, it's not as predictive. Um, you know, we look at first – the first tight end taken in the NFL draft has seldom been the the tight end that you wanted, even Sam Laporta. Sam Laporta was not the first tight end taken. So he wasn't the, you know, the first-round tight end, go get him. You know, uh, neither was Kelsey, neither was Kittle, neither was any of these guys. So, um, you know, the, the, the size – I saw someone just mention Laporta's size versus Pitts and all the rest of it. Look, it's not necessarily their size only. It's I look, I'm, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do when I scout Brock Bowers. And when I finally do the film work on Brock Bowers, I will not be looking at his receptions and his route running and his tackle breaking. You can lock those in. He is fucking good at those things. What I'm going to be looking at is his blocking. And because I want to not make the mistake of Kyle Pitts, Kyle Pitts cannot be the dominant player that a, a player like, um, you know, Kittle or Gronkowski can be because they can't line him up at tight end. They can't light him up on the line and tell him to just block linebackers. He gets absolutely shoved around. He's not good at it. Now, if if Brock Bowers can play like Laporta does, Laporta can play anywhere, right? He can play on first down, second down, third down, fourth down, goal line. He can play everywhere on the field, every single down, and that's what makes him super, super valuable. Um, I think Brock Bowers can, but if he can – He's a very, very special athlete in space and breaking tackles and pulling away from linebackers and safeties. So he's a very exciting player. Yeah, I mean, exciting is the word for it. And I think that anybody who drafts him and uses that, like I've seen like, I think his his floor is Indianapolis at 15. But I think mm. more likely than not, he lands inside the top 10. Yeah. Um, and here's a here's a conspiracy theory one. When if I draft Brock Bowers, I can basically target him 145 times and not have to pay him like a wide yeah. receiver. So right. you know that you save a little money uh, on Bowers versus like a Dunze if you're drafting some, you know, around like that six, seven, eight, nine range. So yeah, just it, it, very, very, very interesting. 
Well, it's like a Kincaid. Think about Kincaid. You know, Kincaid was basically drafted like a slot player because, you know, he plays sort of with uh, Dawson Knox, not ahead of or behind. You know, they they sort of play different roles, different positions, different, you know, uh, utilities on on the football field. They're just different players. Um, You know, it kind of harkens back to the old, you know, uh, Gronk and Hernandez, right? I mean, they play different positions. And, you know, then it comes to usage because, you know, a, a team like New England that was using Hernandez like they did, got a lot of production from him, but, you know, we've seen that happen with guys like John U. Smith, you know, in Atlanta where he kind of played that role, but not that volume. So, you, you know what I mean? There's different, there's different roles and different positions on the, on the field at, at that tight end position. And, and a question from the chat from Jamie, uh, do we, do we get points? Do we get points for blocking a tight end, bro? You don't, he didn't say you bro, get, but you I get, put it in there. You get, you get play action, tight end touchdowns. That's what you get. That's and you get. also get, you know, guys like, playing more snaps i mean so, it's just so very i said that's true too but also gronkowski used to line up at tight end right in line and then they would flex him outside and then this, this poor linebacker would like drift out there and look around and be like do i have to cover him and, and he'd roast him down the field with with pits they don't do that they just i would say you know 52 is covering pits on the outside he's dead but they don't have to cover him with 52 they can cover him with 32 because even if he moves inside 32 can hold up against him you, you get my point it's safety or yeah. nickel corner can hold up against him you know in the run game so they don't have to go big against a guy like that if you go small against Gronkowski we're running for eight yards a, a, a carry so you have to play a bigger player it creates mismatches and that's what I'm talking about with Brock Bowers is can he play, like you say, a lot of downs, but also how can a team use him? And it's not so much – look, a wide receiver, where do they line up? Out there against the corner. That's fucking it, man. They're not going to – that's the deal, man. It's like can you beat it or not? A tight end has multiplicity to him, and that's where if you can if you can block, then you can play in a lot of different game situations, play action. The, the, the quarterback can be under center. How often are you going to see I, – I don't know. PFF probably has a stat. Quarterback under center, Kyle Pitts in line. I don't think very often. Not too often. Well, let's let's take a step back. You know, there's a great deal of enthusiasm at the quarterback position in the in this class. We're going to talk about those guys in a few minutes when we do our mock wide receiver. It's through the roof. Uh, Harrison Jr. Neighbors, Adunze, tight end. We have the star power of Brock Bowers at the top. Yeah. Uh, you know, some people are excited about Jatavian Sanders too, but we'll talk about him another time. The okay. position that's getting beat up is running back. If you say a nice thing about the running back position, uh, you know, or a specific running back in this class, there's a lot of pushback. I know I I released my rankings. You can read my top 24 rankings of player profiler right now. And I, I, there's a video right here on player profiler YouTube with my updated rankings. And I I pushed a couple of running backs a little bit higher than consensus, not crazy, but a couple guys sneak in a little higher than consensus. Do you think that there's too much hate on this, on this class? Are you seeing utility at the position uh, with lack of star power? How would you describe it without diving too much into players specifically? Yeah, no, I've got that. Yeah, I, I think, you know, if, every year I look to see if there's an elite running back, you know, and last year I thought there was definitely one and Bijan and, and two with Jameer Gibbs, if, you know, if he was big enough and then there was all the others. And it seems like every year there's that, you know, um, and, you know, we forget what we think in January because we so soon will think what we think in May. But when we think in January and February, we used to think Isaiah Spiller was the, you know, the running back too. We thought that Jamar Jefferson was a top, you know, top 10 dynasty rookie pick. We thought, you know, all these things, uh, Sean Tucker last year, or, 
um, Zach Evans. It happens every single year that the next group of guys falls further than we want them to. I was an Izzy Abanacana fan early. Yeah. and I mean, this is not like, oh, you're an idiot, bro. You're an idiot if you start to think for sure these guys are going to be what you think they're going to be. So I think there's not a not a Bijan Jameer Gibbs type of player in this draft. And so, <clears throat> excuse me. And so therefore, they're all more like the rest of them you know, Kendra Millers and players like that. So there may be actually some depth. There may be some, you know, diamonds in the rough. I, I've been asking the question, you know, on a, on my show, if, if if there is going to be a top five dynasty running back at the position in two years, which one is it? I, I, I'm going to find out as we ask Ray G later today what he's going to say for that. But yeah, I'm kind of curious if there is any ceiling in this class, where is it going to come from? I actually don't even know. Uh, I've got my own sort of thoughts. Uh, I like Jonathan Brooks a bit, but I, I'm not planting any flags. Let's just put it that way. But I think that's what happens. Is, is so my 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 thought process going into it is kind of just fade those running backs, you know, until we have more information, you know, draft capital, combine testing, things like that. Because until then, they could they could be undrafted. Your favorite running back might go undrafted. Well, my favorite running back won't get on drafted, but Braylon some Allen. other some other people's favorite running backs might go. You, you know what I mean, though. I know Braylon, I, I Braylon Allen is stuff. not an elite player. Well, here's put a little pushback on Braylon Allen is I, I do think it. he's going to get the the draft capital. I've said that before because I think a 19 year old leaving Wisconsin uh, is not going there without so, some sort of guarantee from like the advisory committee, uh, you know, giving him some sort of indication that he this is where we have you in the process. Sure. And I, I think that also, you know, you mentioned Jonathan Brooks and more likely than not, he also got that. Now, with the injury, uh, there's a chance that he just wanted to start his NFL career before a chance of a re-injury uh, at Texas this year. Brooks is the one who can elevate this class collectively, though, because I think that if if he never got hurt, he would be a guy that we're like talking about after a Dunze and that next mix of guys. Yeah. Um, you know, so he's got the youth. He's got the receiving ability the yeah. profile and all that sort of explosiveness. The two big 10 backs, Corum and, and Allen are boring, but I think at the end of the day, both those guys are going to get the draft capital. So I'm, I'm very interested to see what you and Ray GQ talk about with this class. I like Estime. I like Bucky Irving. Yeah. I think it's and Benson. Sure. I mean, it's interesting. So I like Benson. Yeah. There's uh there's some interesting guys in this class. I wish last time we talked, we said Henderson was going to be our guy from this class. Thanks a lot. Trevion Henderson. Go back to, to Ohio state. That was really cool. Yeah. I have a question in the chat though. Your name, your real name is Scott Bullinger. Share, share yeah. the Jax Fal Fal Falcone uh, name because we had a question in the chat. It's always a good story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, honestly, I was just coming on here to be incognito uh, when I first got on Twitter. And so I just kind of used a, you know, a, 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 a sort of a, an old alias that kind of came from a bunch of different stupid stories in my life. So, you know, um, yeah, it was sort of an amalgam of a bunch of nonsense it's really all it is and so but it was a pretty cool fucking name so i was like all right yeah i'll just roll with that and i'm not trying to get any attention i was actually trying to fly under the radar and in doing so you know you know how twitter is you start communicating you start doing that and people go hey you're kind of cool you're kind of smart or whatever and and so I, at one point i tried to change it and people were like who the fuck is scott where's jacks bring him back so i was like all right, all right i'll just keep it forever and and it's kind of fun so it, it's really silly and and i don't think too much of it but I don't know. Just what it is. No, it's definitely cool. And I think at this point you're known by both names, which is nice yeah. as well. Uh, so anyway, we're, when we come back, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're diving into it. 
I'm gonna okay, take the one. Do- I'm gonna take the one on one. I'm leaving the one on two because no, I like that. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go one on one, and we're gonna do a two round super flex rookie versus sophomore draft. And just a caveat, I've seen people try to do this process where they will compare to like the prospect profile last year. We're not doing that. No, 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 we're no, doing no, no. Where yeah. they're at today. Yes. Uh, and and I'll let you be dealer's choice before we go to break. Okay. Do you want to do tight end premium or simply super flex PPR? Oh, you want to do super flex? I I would like to do super. Well, we could do we okay. Can do we can do super flex. Yeah, let's can, do super uh, flex because super flex. Whew, okay. Okay, this so super great. flex. Super flex will be really fun because now you got to really think. But do you yeah. want to go tight end premium here? Maybe a small one. Okay, okay, so we'll go. We'll go. We'll go like one point two five. Keep the yeah, uh, one keep five. The, one yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah, Nothing. One, one point. You know, one point five. Then we'll say one yeah, point five tight end premium. Okay. Yeah, okay. Makes it yeah. a little spicier for our Bowers and Laportas and stuff. Awesome. Stick with us here at Dynasty Life. We're going to be right back. This episode is brought to you by Rival Fantasy. Rival Fantasy, the coolest fantasy platform not enough people know about, but they will once I'm done, baby, because they're always innovating. They just rolled out seasonal leagues. We set them up for patrons, for our listeners, and they funded over $1,000 in payouts. That's what Rival's all about. They're always innovating. They already had the fantasy book where you can take overs and unders, stack them up, multiply your payout, but then they added challenges so you can set your own lines and put them out there for the community and then you can browse the community's lines and say hey this guy's crazy i'm gonna take the other side it's cool and they have fantasy bingo rival fantasy is reminding me how much fun i can have with fantasy football and use that promo code player the promo code is player they give you a 100 instant deposit match plus 25 plus a free play that promo code is player for up to 125 in deposit bonus and a free play you can't beat it. Welcome back to Dynasty Life. I am Theo Greminger, joined by Jax Falcone, a.k.a. Scott Bollinger of The Undrafted. Yeah. Okay, we're, we're, we're getting into it. Uh, and Do it. Reflects here. And I think the 101 is interesting. And we can table talk here. We're not playing for yeah. money. No, and you yeah, can- absolutely. 101, legitimately you can make a case for four guys, but at the end of the day, it's one for me that stands out. It's CJ Stroud. I'm taking CJ Stroud easily over any 1.01 offered to me. If somebody in Superflex is willing to flip it, you take that deal and, and you run with it. And I'm also willing to kind of overpay for that. If I can have to send the, the 101 plus to get CJ Stroud, I'm set it, forget it, not have to worry about it for 10 years at the quarterback position. Uh, I think he's the truth. I think he's awesome. And easy one for me. Would you? You would have done the exact same thing, correct? Yeah, in a New York minute. I mean, I think at some point during the season, I had you know um, Stroud and a Rich pretty close, but now it's easily Stroud. A, a good friend of mine, I'll shout him out, CMFK, made a trade early in the year. I think it was after like the first good game Stroud had. Like it was like Stroud was like okay, he's good, so he had like a little bit of value, but he wasn't CJ Stroud yet. He traded Patrick Mahomes away. For CJ Stroud and Garrett Wilson. And everybody was like, You sold light, man. How do you give up Mahomes for such a small haul? And now he looks like a friggin' genius. That's a great trade, right? That's that's an incredible Balls. trade. And I've Balls I've tried trade. I tried doing that a couple weeks ago, flipping on Mahomes for like Stroud plus plus plus. The the market's completely wise to it. It's the wrong time yeah. to do it. Uh, he did it early and it, it felt like an underpay. It was like, dude, what the hell are you doing? You're giving up. Mahomes, smart, smart move. So sometimes you just you call your shot with a guy. So 
sometimes in Dynasty, the best trades and the ones you look back at are the ones you're sort of uncomfortable making yeah. at the time, and they end up paying off. That's well, right. Okay, so you're OTC at the 102. I know you are a huge Anthony Richardson guy. In Anthony Superflex. Richardson. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Anthony Richardson. And, and I would take Anthony Richardson over the 1.01 as well. Um, it's closer, but I, you know, if I'm in a dynasty startup right now, I feel very, very confident with Anthony Richardson. I've seen him and he also has gigantic, uh, seasonal upside. I mean, dude, the, the, the touchdown scoring that this, this guy can, that, that this guy can put together, uh, could be incredible on the ground. Um, and you know, Steichen gives me a lot of confidence. Uh, the offense gives me a lot of confidence. JT is going to be back. Pittman is a stud. I think they're going to lock up Pittman one way or the other. If if nothing else, I think they're going to put the franchise tag on Pittman. Uh, so I don't think he's going anywhere. Josh Downs is very, very good. See what they can do in the draft. The offensive line is good. And for those who say he's injury prone, GTFOH. Yeah, we talked about this earlier in the year, uh, you know, when he was injured. But this is not a knee injury. This is a shoulder injury. Yeah. It's not going to affect his mobility whatsoever. And it's going to be fine. Since we spoke last, the Colts extended Jonathan Taylor. Yep. And the Colts have a, the 15th overall pick, which they are probably going to use on the offensive side of the ball. And yeah. Josh Downs looks like a very capable wide receiver, too, for him. Yep. Pittman, I think they'll franchise tag. So, like, Anthony Pierce? Richardson. Pierce is a great little number three deep threat guy oh, yeah. kind of guy. I mean, you yeah. Know. Yeah. You know, Alec Pierce for, for like what they do stylistically with Richardson, that helps out a lot. Perfect. So a hundred percent. Okay. So I'm at the one Oh three and I, this is, this is a tough one because mm-hmm. this is the question this year in Superflex, where I have an all timer at the wide receiver position, you know, or the, you know, the last 10 year guy, you know, we can't go all to Calvin Johnson was a pretty good prospect too. <laughs> yep. Uh, but I can, you also Marvin have Harrison. Marvin Harrison jr. Too. Oh, there See you go. I know you're, yeah, I love it. I, I love there. it. What a, what a what a what a great uh, top two at the wide receiver spot right now in this yeah. class. So, I could go Marvin Harrison Jr. I could go Caleb Williams, and I think I'm going to go Caleb Williams. Yeah. We had our dynasty rankings. Uh, we've we we have updates, a bunch of updates at Player Profiler, and I keep wanting to push Caleb Williams higher in like the Superflex rankings. I think there's prospect fatigue with Caleb Williams. I think people are worried about stuff that has no impact on our fantasy teams whatsoever with him. Like, you know, his personality traits and, you know, whatever, his emotion after a loss, stuff like that. That stuff doesn't matter to me. This is a guy where if he was eligible last year, we would have drafted him over CJ Stroud and over Anthony Richardson. And we would have taken him as a QB one in last year's class where we had three quarterbacks go off the board in the top five. So I'm going to go Caleb Williams. It's very difficult to leave those two wide receivers on the table, but I think Williams is the the correct the correct structural pick in Superflex here. And I think a year from now, I wouldn't bet on it, but there's a chance in a year he catches Stroud and Richardson. Yeah, I think uh, Caleb is like you know a lot of people comp him to Mahomes. I see that uh, just because he plays a little. He he likes to be out of structure a bit. Uh, you know, the, the, the recent one that I've been brainstorming is he's, he's maybe between like Jordan love and Patrick Mahomes. Uh, you know, he's got a little bit of that, you know, gunslinger mentality, but he's a little bit more efficient than Jordan love was, you know, obviously a lot more efficient in college. Um, so yeah, he's, he's on, he's on that sort of a spectrum that, that big arm, uh, you know, lots of, um, uh, you know, lots of tools to work with there. So, 
Um, no doubt about it. And of course, someone in the chat had said that, you know, Caleb is going to have a better career than Anthony Richardson. Maybe, uh, probably, but at the end of the day, you know, uh, I'm playing for fantasy points and I will bet you that Anthony Richardson outscores Caleb Williams this year. Uh, that, that would be a, a bet I'd make pretty strongly. Um, you know, and then there's always with the quarterbacks, there's always bust possibility. You know, we see it, we see it, the quarterback position. That's why they're so scary to pick. Um, you know, he's a great, great prospect. I can't deny the prospect that is, um, that is Caleb, uh, Caleb Williams. So, uh, with my pick, I guess I will just kind of stay chalky here. Um, I'll take Marvin Harrison Jr. I I've been asking the question. I will continue to ask it if it's possible that Malik neighbors is a better prospect than Marvin Harrison Jr. When you ask this question, people get very, very upset just by asking the question, just so you know, I have not said that I have Malik Neighbors over Marvin Harrison Jr. I'm just saying, is it possible he's better? And that really pisses people off. You should see it. Uh, the engagement I got from that question was was pretty awesome. So I think there's a little bit of emotion tied to this. Marvin Harrison is the number one prospect, and if you if you think any other thing, just get out of my way. So I, I don't I don't think that's a good way to go into it. I want to go in a little bit more open minded. But for this action today, give me Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah, and it just speaks volumes to the strength of last year's class and this year's class because at Player Profiler, our top two running backs in Dynasty are still on the board in this draft. Yeah. So I have the opportunity to go Bijan or yeah. Jameer Gibbs. I also can go back to the quarterback position uh, and I could make a case for taking, you know, one of those other quarterbacks in this class right here. I think that the, the correct move, though, is to go and I'll flag plant as much as I love Bijan Robinson, I'm a Jameer Gibbs guy. Ooh. I'm going to flag plant Jameer Gibbs here at the 105. Wow. I think they're okay. they're both they're both top uh, they're both first round rookie picks. I mean, excuse me, first round redraft picks uh, next year. And I think in yeah. Dynasty, they're both any way you want to cut it. They're top you know three, top four at the at the bottom. Uh, but uh, Dynasty assets, the running back position. But for me, it comes down to. We saw Jameer Gibbs give you a top eight running back season, and he caught like 52 passes. Uh, you know, if you look at all the running backs in football, and I say, Jax, what player could add 25 receptions on his total this year? Gibbs is like the low-hanging fruit. And if yeah. I ask you before the season, where would Gibbs finish in the running back, uh, in the running back points if he only caught 50 passes? <laughs> You'd be like, he's like running back 30. Yeah. So, you know, he's, he's, he's awesome. And yes. Bijan's awesome too. There's really no wrong answer. This is just me flag planning time. I'm going Jameer Jameer Gibbs here, uh, but I think you could make you could pick two or three guys here. Yeah, you you may be able to pick more. I am now you've got me a little tanking. I was I was wondering. Uh, I've got a couple of people here that I want to pick, and and I want. It's them so all. funny. You want it. You want it. You feel like you're going to be wrong, but there's no wrong answer here. There's no wrong answer, but yeah. there's like I I want a few players here. I don't know what to do. I it's really crazy when you're on the clock. Um, you know. Oh, thanks, Harry Snowman. Um, I I do think that we have a, a, a second premier elite wide receiver prospect in this 2024 class. His name is Malik Neighbors. I'm taking Malik Neighbors. I I, I want Malik Neighbors. So we're going to take the fact that I come away with this with Marvin Harrison Jr. and Malik Neighbors. I feel great. Um, I. I want to build my team with stud wide receivers in dynasty. This is a dynasty show, not a redraft show. 
I rather probably have Gibbs next year uh, than neighbors, but for the next 10 years or for the value going forward, I am going to go ahead and give me Malik neighbors. And, and this is the takeaway from the show. Yeah. You can, you can write this one down in ink, but Jax Falcone, AKA Scott Bollinger just took Malik neighbors ahead of Bijan Robinson in dynasty. Mm. And you basically flag planted the fact that Malik neighbors you're taking ahead of Drake may at this point, let alone Jaden Daniel. So, you know, Jax, I'll, I'll say this, like if you're, you want to go to the mattresses and find your favorite Dan- dynasty analyst in terms of who analyzes wide receivers, the best Jax is right there. So t- write that one down in ink. And then a shout out to uh puff pass kick in the chat asking if, if we could uh, please recap the draft. We're team no Excel sheet here in Dynasty Life. We ban them. I'm on a lot of uh, podcasts and people love filling out the Excel sheet. So we're going to we're gonna break it down right here. Every six picks, we'll give Which it a recap. Right okay? So with the 101, I took CJ Stroud. With the 102, Jax took Anthony Richardson. With the 103, I took Caleb Williams. 104, Jax took Marvin Harrison Jr. 105, I took Jameer Gibbs. And then at the 106, Jax took Malik Neighbors. So if you're keeping track here, it's a tie right now between the rookies and the sophomores. And I'm going to give one more. T- this is easy for me. 107 now, Bijan Robinson for me. I'm taking him at the 107 ahead of uh, Drake May and ahead of everybody else. I think Bijan, what great value here. And this is like, uh, it's wild times because Bijan last year was like our 101 um, in Superflex. Like people were making the argument for Richardson over Bijan, I know your guest today on the undrafted rate, Ray Garvin, was a big one for that. But Bijan was my 101 last year. He's one of my guys, a player profiler. And, you know, he didn't do anything wrong this year. It was just a usage thing with Arthur Smith. And now we have a coaching change. So we're feeling good about Bijan. I'm stealing him here at the 107. I cannot believe I'm able to get him here. He's just a running back. Come on. They matter. He's just a running, he's just a running back. He was the second leading rusher on his own team, for Christ's sakes. With an asterisk. I'm all, I'm all having fun. I think Bijan's like the best running back on the planet. So I'm I'm being I'm being facetious, but you know, and obviously the coaching change will change there. I think he's probably a buy low, if that's crazy enough to say. So you're right. He is a steal there. And it's it's really hard when you're talking about these elite players. I mean, who doesn't want Bijan Robinson on their team? But I'll tell you, you know, if, if neighbors hits the way that we think he will, you know, I, I would rather have, you know, quote unquote, Justin Jefferson, CD Lamb, uh, players like that over the running backs just in Dynasty. That's just the way I play. And before you pick, that trade is available to you literally everywhere. So if you're in a single QB league, you know, if you want to move Bijan Robinson, you can get the 102 and something really, really good. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, you so, should be able to. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a, that's a, and let's let's take a quick pause. You know, are you somebody who likes to make trades this type of time of year to get draft picks, or do you worry a little bit because like bad things can happen? Um, I, I mean, you know, no, I'm I'm okay. Look, draft picks. I always say uh, uh, the the 102 can't tear his ACL. There you go. <laughs> you know, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Okay, so your OTC here, the right. 108. Oh, my God, Tough how do you one. do this to me? Because it, what's, you know, what's the I'm premium? Trying to get you rattled. It's, it's a pre- one. It's a one point five. I hate draft. Can I trade back? 
No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Of course, of course, I'm joking. I'm, I'm always Mr. Tradeback. We can trade I myself picks in here. If you want, if you want to give no, me no. the 108, I'll let you pick 109. Okay, so we'll stick with it. All right, I'll, I'll do it. No, I'll stay where I'm at. Um, okay, I am going to draft. I'm gonna stick to the to the plan. I'm gonna take Puka Nakua. Wow. Yep. I know it sounds crazy, but I'm taking Puka Nakua. I already know okay. what you're going to do, and that's I'm playing a little gameplay here, so I'm okay with it. Go ahead. Yeah, the Puka one is interesting, mm-hmm. and I think that like there's, I feel like it's a Puka's. We have him ranked pretty highly right now in our in our dynasty wide receiver rankings, but I feel like it's like a litmus test for dynasty managers. There's yeah. certain dynasty mm-hmm. managers if I offer them in a single QB league Puka Nakua for the 102, they are accepting that in 30 seconds. There's yeah. certain managers who just can't get around to it. All the little things, the trepidation at the beginning of the year with Puka still is in the back of their mind. Now you have the Matt Stafford uh, argument where will Puka regress because the, a potential, that not necessarily even a guarantee, but uh, in the back of people's minds, a quarterback change. And yeah. they've got it convinced in their head that if it's not Stafford, it's going to be Carson Wentz. I don't know. Like it sounds, it's crazy. To me. I don't necessarily believe that either. But I, I do think Stafford comes back one more year. They they were so good this year. I think if they were terrible, Matt Stafford could have been like discouraged and dismayed and and looking to move on and just fucking, you know, go hang with his awesome family and be rich. You know. But I think he's at the point now where he's like, man, I got you know, I got a little something going. We got a little offense. Maybe we get you know, put some pieces around this defense. I think he has a a belief that he can win a Super Bowl. Man, they should have advanced. They could have advanced. Yeah. They could I mean, they could be in this championship game with a, you know, bounce of a ball, man. Uh I mean, the Jared Goff conversion to Amon Ra on second down killed them. I mean, that god bless them. They had a chance, man. They had a real good chance. So anyway, yeah, Puka I think has got one more year of Stafford and I'm with you, man. I I just think he Look, if if Puka's the first player to do what he did <laughs> in his rookie season and then isn't a good player. Okay. I lose. <laughs> I lose. And, that. A, and a fun stat for you right now, you have Michael Thomas, Justin Jefferson, and Amon Ross St. Brown all tied for the most receptions uh, in their first two years in the league combined, uh, you know, and yeah, yeah. all Puka's got to do. And I say all, all he's yeah. got to do is catch 92 passes. And he passes those three guys by for most receptions in the first two seasons of the NFL career. So uh, love the Puka flag plant, but you make my life easy. Uh, I'm going to take Drake May here at the 109. I knew you would. I knew you would. Congratulations. Yeah. You know, I'm taking Jaden. I'm taking Jaden Daniels immediately. I would. I, would, I think I'm taking Jaden Daniels ahead of Drake May, although it's close. I th- I have these two players very very close. I love Drake May, but Jaden Daniels uh, has that same type of upside. And now's a great time to start just, you know, taking that quarterback at, at value. So you, you can talk a little bit about what you think about these two prospects and what made you lean Drake May. It's it's actually a pretty simple one. In single QB, not super flex, I have Jaden yeah. Daniels ahead of him because he's yeah, going to be more of a more of a difference maker. Uh, you know, 2,000 rushing yards the last two seasons at LSU. I mean, rushing ability-wise, you hate <laughs> to put it on him, but you're talking about like a Lamar Jackson path. Yeah. Um, and But in super flex, I'm going to go with the insulation of a guy who I think is going to be drafted higher, who I think is, you know, the it's it's more of a, it's a, it's a longer profile, you know, as well. Daniels yeah. had the interesting profile where he starts out at Arizona state, he transfers and it's sort of like a, like a, like a less sample size here. May is a guy that, you know, we've been really excited for in super flex for two years. So 
I think honestly, it's personal preference. We're yeah. they're very close. And just to talk about like where we have them in dynasty and quarterbacks right now, a player profiler, like they're immediately above like the Tua tier. Like there, there's no question. Like we already put them there. Um, I think both are great prospects. I think it's a pretty clear nine ten here for us uh, to take them. And I think it's pick your poison. But I think at the end of the day, Drake May is going to be drafted earlier. Drake May is the one who I prefer in Superflex. Jaden yeah. Daniels, I'm going to be willing to to reach for in single QB leagues where he could make a much more of an impact. Um, does that kind of is that too, too cop out? No, no, I think that's right. I, I think that's right. Look, I've always felt like you know the the quarterbacks are so difficult to to project because the hit rate is so low. Um, you know, anything outside of the 101, you know, in other words, the, um, the, the NFL's 101, you know, all those first round quarterbacks, you know, you go back and, and, and we think that they all hit just because we think, Oh, Lamar and Josh Allen, and they're all good. And, but they're not, if you look at them 10 years, five years, it's like 50%. They just, a lot of them aren't very good and don't make it. I mean, even Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, you know, those weren't hits. I mean, they, you know, they were, I understand, but Mac Jones, Josh Rosen, Sam Darnold, keep going. And people will tell you, oh yeah, I didn't like them. You know, okay. <laughs> yeah, sure. You didn't, you know, we, we, you know, you only get the quarterbacks that come out and these two guys are, are, are coin flips. Um, you know, so for me, Jaden gives me super ceiling and that elite upside. So for those reasons, if I'm going to flip a coin, I might as well flip a coin and take that, that huge, uh, profit if it hits uh if it hits the the right side of the coin for me you know i love it and i'm i'm otc here and i could go a number of ways here at the 111 uh gosh this is really tough i could go i could go sam laporta here i could go brock bowers here we have the tight end premium is it flag plant time for me i think i'm gonna make it's a gonna be- i think this is gonna be a you know, some people shaking their head at me for this one, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna keep digging my heels in, but I'm gonna go Devon A chain right Ooh. here at the 111, and this is maybe like five or six picks too early, but I'm not gonna let you leave this draft with A chain. I, okay. I got to get my guy, and at the end of the day, we have him, you know, in the in the top like 12, top 15 uh, for single QB dynasty uh, rankings right now, so we're right there. Uh, we saw incredible upside from him where he averaged 17 and a half points per game as a rookie. Uh, again, the longevity factor, you can make an argument. This guy can't stay on a football field, yeah. but when he's on the football field, he's close to Jamal Charles. Yeah. He and I, the I football field. Yeah. Yeah. And he's a, he's the kind of guy that can win you money and win you dynasty <laughs> titles. So I'm going to go with, with, with Devon a chain here. I could have gone about six different ways. There's some wide receivers like, you know, there's a wide receiver in this class and a couple from last class. Yes, there are. Maybe have much longer <laughs> dynasty longevity. But I also make I'll say that HN might be the last running back uh, name we hear the rest of the show too. So uh, maybe he stands out with that too. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe. Okay. So I don't know. You're at the you're at the one twelve here, and then unless you, you make some one. really big mistakes, I think I'm taking another running back in the next okay. couple of picks but go ahead and uh this is 12 so go ahead and re re uh re well no you're recap this is oh this is, i this is your here's 12. the problem i already picked him in my head he already wrote it down it's sam laporta yeah, you gifted LaPorta. him to me yeah no no it's laporta i was super excited i was like oh man you gotta take laporta no i got laporta boom close the books <laughs> that's 
in my head it was already picked. Sorry, I didn't tell the people or you or anybody else. This is a this is a podcast. I forgot I you know had to tell the people. So yes, yeah, Sam Laporta smashing the overall tight end one in Dynasty at the one twelve happily. Okay, so we are going to recap here for our Superflex, our Superflex first and second year, or excuse me, rookies and second year players mock draft here. CJ Stroud goes off the board at the 101. I took him. Jax takes Anthony Richardson at the 102. I took Caleb Williams at the 103. Jax takes Marvin Harrison Jr. at the 104. I took Jameer Gibbs at the 105. Jax took Malik Neighbors at the 106. I took Bijan Robinson at the 107. Jax flag planted Puka Nakua at the 108. Puka Nakua is officially an astronaut. Biggest riser from last year by, by a mile. Drake May goes to the 109. Jaden Daniels goes to the 110. We had a little bit of debate there about which one we take, but we take them back to back. So it's sort of irrelevant. I took Devon A. Chain, probably a little too early, at the 111. And then Jax takes Sam Laporta at the 112. Any mm-hmm. thoughts about our first round? Any any player you want to want to point out? The one you kind of disagree with the most or or anything like that? I think it's uh I think it's pretty sharp. Um, you know, a chain might've felt a little early in my ranks here, but he was the next running back. So for that reason, I have no issue with it. Um, yeah, you know, I, you know how I feel about a chain. He's great. Um, and he does look, man, a chain was winning me a lot of stuff, uh, early. And I thought I was like, Oh my God, like I've got some juggernauts and it was juggernauts because of two players, a lot of Puka and a lot of a chain last year. So yeah, I was very, very keen to the fact that A-Chain was changing fortunes for Dynasty teams. And if you had like an A-Chain CMC team, which I had a couple, like it was like, I, I just felt like I couldn't be beat. Uh, my Scott Fishbowl team was like that, and I was third in points overall out of 3,000 some odd. You know, so when A-Chain got hurt, it mattered. Um, so I get your A-Chain. Uh, it felt a little early, but I, I don't I don't poo-poo it at all. Okay, so this one's easy for me. Uh, yeah. at, at essentially the 201 or 13 overall, however you want to do it, I'm going Brock Bowers. And yeah, I already wrote you know, it down. I, yeah, and I already I, wrote I, it down. everyone knows how much I love Dalton Kincaid, but yeah. Bowers is easily a step above for me uh, from where Kincaid is. It's I don't think it's very close. I think Bowers enters the equation next year as a top three tight end in Dynasty right out the gate, um, and depending on his landing spot. So let me ask you this. Jax, let's say that the Los Angeles Chargers over on the West Coast by you, they say we're taking Brock Bowers and this is the new number one target for Justin Herbert. Where are you at on Laporta versus Bowers then? I mean, I I think you have to still take uh, Laporta because you've seen it. Um, Okay. Yeah, I mean, do I think that Bowers can be Laporta? Sure, but Laporta is already Laporta. So what am I? What am I really trying to do? So for me, just that was the kind of the Puka pick, right? It's like, look, I, I have him. I can just get him. I already know it. You know, it's. I almost wanted to take my question, and and I'm going to ask it on the show today with Ray G. Is Ray G. Puka Nakua versus Roma Dunze? Where are you at? And I think he's going to say Puka, and then I'm going to ask him, okay. Puka Nakua versus these other two guys this is Marvin Harrison and, and, um, and Malik neighbors. And yeah, obviously they're better prospects coming out than Puka was. They're going to be top five picks. He was a top five round pick, you know, so it's like he was in the fifth round. So of course that's, that's not to be discussed or that's already been determined, but here we are today. 
if either of these, if any of these rookies go on to have a, an inkling of a season that Puka did, you'd be thrilled. So you already have that. And, and I'm not saying that that's what he's going to do forever, but you know, once they show it, that's a, you know, Michael Lou used to always say it's a gatekeeper league. Once you pass the checkpoint, you've passed the checkpoint. You know, did you get drafted? Did you do this? Right. Well, once you are the, the, the best rookie wide receiver we've seen in, you know, maybe in history, pretty damn close to that. That's what you've done. So you've checked that off. And for those reasons, I think it's, it, you know, it, it's, it's a Laporta over Bowers. Le Bowers could do something like that, but until he does, he hasn't. Um, I'm tanking a little bit and filibustering because I don't know who the I, hell I, I could, You know, everybody knows you're filibustering. There's you like four it. guys you could take. I could feel that filibuster. So there's tension. Add, there's tension here because I I, I, have I might four take guys your you guy. I want to take your you guy. Take. I want to take your guy. Okay. I want to take your guy. And because it's tight end premium and there's no more on the board, I'm stealing Kincaid from you. Okay, that's the appropriate. So we basically go tight end, tight end, tight end, you know, yep. starting at the the 12th overall pick. We go Laporta, Bowers, Kincaid. Yep. If you you know, when you factor in also Trey McBride, who's a not eligible for this. I was you know, going to say wait remind, a remind people. <laughs> if we if we if and gosh, this would be this would be really fun to do. Rewind you know, the, the friggin' tape if yeah, you Yeah. Stop. Yeah, let's throw those. I'll take Garrett Wilson next pick. Uh no, no. So be but we go back to back to back on the tight end spot. Yeah. But if you factor in McBride with those yeah. guys, you know, we're really, really, really cooking here in terms of young tight ends who have a pathway to be, you know, number one or number two targets on their team and big time fantasy producers like dudes you can put in the flex that are tight yeah. ends. It's exciting time, especially yes. in tight end premium leagues. And it's also, you know, this is a whole nother show, but this is like the best time ever for dynasty startups for the values you're getting in the tight end spot because yeah. of this youth equity. Uh, but yes. I'm OTC here, and I have – gosh, I could go a number of ways here. I could go with a Dunze, mm -hmm. and then there's a couple of other, uh, mm -hmm. you know, year two wide receivers that I could take. Yep. But, you know, the more and more I dive into a Dunze, the he's just the cleanest prospect. And I, I love – I love Dell, and I love mm. Addison, and I love mm. Flowers. But I'm going to flag plant Roma Dunze here. I'm going to take okay. him ahead of those guys. And I think it comes down to like a Dunze is going to have, and this is you know not a not something we need want to use as our 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 process. But when it comes to Dell, when it comes to Flowers, and comes to Addison, mm -hmm. they already have top notch target competition on their team. True. With a Dunze, it's a little bit of a mystery box. But yeah. where he's going to be drafted, you don't take a guy in the top six or seven picks in the NFL draft for him to be your wide receiver too. The only right. scenario I can see is Chicago at nine where he would yeah. be in a, in a, in a, like a one twenty five target guy next to DJ Moore in a new yeah. offense with Caleb Williams, but I'm not hating that either. So I'm going to go right. Rome Adunze. And I think gun to my head, if somebody offered me the one Oh three for those wide receivers that I just listed that I love, I'm taking it all day long. So yeah. I'm going to go with Roma Dunze here. I'm going to flag plant him a little bit at 15 overall. Yeah, it's um, because it's unknown. What, what, what I was just talking about. In other words, we haven't seen him do anything yet in the NFL. It's an unknown. It's it's hard because you all, you kind of can look back and be like, remember when you took fucking Roma Dunze over Tank Dell? What an idiot. You know what I mean? Because you don't know. It's not as much of a, of a crazy thing to say now. It's like you know Zay Flowers and Jordan Addison or whatever. You're like, kind of know they're both pretty good. 
But I think that's the right take, and I think that's where I'm at too with Roma Dunze. I like I said, I, I I'm I'm going to ask him, you know, Puka versus Roma Dunze. You know, how high is is Rome? You know, and and where does Puka fit into this? Because I think that's really a question I have. Uh, you know, because I'm not sure. You know, but I, that's where I have it. That's where I have it. And uh, so good pick, Roma Dunze. Yeah, of that group that's next, that's actually the question I have is who is next? You I know. know. Right? Because they're, they're I have them clustered. In my dynasty rankings, I have this next group as a group. There's almost like four of them, and I have them back to back to back to back because pick your pick your guy. So dynasty game three 101. If I'm in this spot, I'm trading back because I don't I want you to pick, right? I want you to pick the guy. I'll pick next and get profit, so to speak, right? Of course, we can't actually do that unless you want to pay me five bucks to pick. You, would you do that? Five bucks? No, I mean, there's certain there's certain Zell. dynasty there's certain dynasty analysts who will tell you just you know we're just going to call it a tier and we're not going to do it. That's not dynasty life though, Jax. You've got to you've no. got to take the guy here. You got to take the guy no. here. no, I agree with you a thousand a thousand percent. And just because you know he's my boy, I'm gonna take Tank Dell. Okay, so you took Tank Dell and you sniped yeah. me on Tank Dell. Such a good yeah. pick, and, and it actually pains me to take a Dunze over Dell. I, I released a video here on on Player Profile YouTube of my like guys to trade for right now. Your window to trade for Tank Dell is now because people have the Nico Collins fresh in their mind, and and to Nico's credit, bald for like multiple weeks. Great yeah. season from him, but people, as soon as we see Tank Dell in shorts working out somewhere warm in the off season, doing like crazy quickness and, and running routes, people are going to say, oh, look, Tank's healthy. That window yeah. is closed. That's it. You know, we're talking about a guy who was on his way to, you know, Nico Collins finishes as a wide receiver one this year in PPR. Tank That's Dell crazy. was on that path to yeah. finishing as a wide receiver one. You would have had him and Puka Nakua. So that's a great pick. At 17 overall for me, though, I'm going to stay right in that, like, Teflon wide receiver range. Yeah. And – I'm going to go Addison over Flowers here. I'm going to go Addison. Addison's my guy. I love Jordan Good Addison. Thing. And, uh, you know, if somebody wants to take Flowers here, I, I'm not, like, you know, yelling at him. But I think Jordan Addison, an incredible player. And I'll, I'll say that the one thing about Addison that's really interesting is if we have TJ Hawkinson very slow out the gate next year coming off of an injury, the Jordan Addison consolidated target share with Justin Jefferson – both of those guys are going to go insane. You're going to get like a great head start with Addison next year too. So Addison, clean profile. We loved him last year. He exceeded expectations. Like I didn't think this that he would have this sort of touchdown upside in his range of outcomes. Like he stepped in the league and immediately gives you like double-digit touchdowns. Yeah. Outstanding player and had the outstanding graph top of the last year. Easy one. Jordan Addison at 17. Lock him up. Yeah, that, that was the guy I was going to take. I – while I say I have a tier, I guess maybe I have a tier of two because for me it was either Addison or uh, or Tank Dell, and so that was a great pick. Um, you you know it's a great pick when you're like you only have to fade one spot. That's snipe, you know. It's like I know, just let Addison go by. No, no chance. So even in this spot, I think it's clearly Addison. So great, great pick. I'm just gonna go ahead and take the pedigree here, and I'm gonna take Jackson Smith and Jigba over Zay Flowers. I think they're both similar enough. I like Zay Flowers. I think there's some other players I could potentially target, but I'm going to go ahead and get JSN. 
And I think yeah, that's, I, one, I, two, that, that's six, by the way. So you can recap it after you, after you, you know. Yeah. You know, I, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's an interesting one because, you know, you bring up pedigree and, you know, we have like sort of the recency bias, but JSN's going to be fine. And this year, yeah, I, think I think we so. really see him take a step forward. Um, okay. So we'll recap. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to read out. Should I recap with all 18 or recap the last six? Just do the last six and then okay, we'll do then the whole thing out. Okay, so so starting at the beginning of the second round here, starting at the 201, a.k.a. the 13th overall. 13th overall, uh, I selected Brock Bowers. Then Jax goes ahead and takes Dalton Kincaid. I took Rome Adunze over all these great second-year second wide receivers. Uh, and then we've had a run of second-year wide receivers. Jax takes Tank Dell. I took Jordan Addison. And Jax takes JSN. I'm on the clock here at 19 overall. And at 19 overall, I'm going to take Zay Flowers. I think Zay Flowers showed us enough this year. This makes sense for him. Draft capital was there last year. Uh, and the fact that it was year <laughs> one for him and also year one for the Todd Munkin offense, I think there'll be more creative and fun ways to get Zay Flowers the ball next year uh, as well. I think there's going to be some changes uh, at the other wide receiver spot in Baltimore. One thing to keep an eye on, is Baltimore's a franchise that they're always picking at the end of the first round because they win. And they might have the they might win the Super Bowl this year or be, you know, a bottom, they'll be a bottom four pick no matter what happens this weekend. Keep an eye on them taking another wide receiver. I don't think it really affects Zay Flowers, but I, I think that it could potentially affect Zay Flowers if if one of these guys like a like a Troy Franklin uh you know type like Lance none of the end of the first round. But we can't worry about that now. Yeah, with I would have considered um, a couple of players over Zay Flowers. I would consider. And, well, which one? Okay, and I, I think I can guess the one you're going to say next. Um, I don't know what I'm going to say next, but I would consider Troy Franklin, and I would consider uh, Brian Thomas. Yeah. I would consider Zay, uh, Xavier Worthy. But I think I'm going to push the button on a player that, could have uh, some 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 asymmetrical upside for next year and could actually become something of another tier up. And that's Rashi Rice. Yes. And I'm surprised I'm doing it. I don't I, – I would have never guessed I would do this, but I'm doing it. So Rashi Rice um, is my next pick, and, and, I, and I don't feel that bad about it at all. And even yeah. if you don't like the player, you can, you can trade the value. Um, I, I'm okay with a little bit of both at this point, which is crazy. We talked about – Rashi Rice, last time you were on the show, and we yeah. we re-ranked, you know, this current rookie class. It was a fun show. Yeah. Um, but Rice is interesting because, again, like, we have, like, prospect take lock in our head. And this yes. is a guy, like, last offseason we didn't like as much as a guy like Jordan Addison or Zay Flowers. But at the end of the day, situation matters a lot yes. when you're attached to Patrick Mahomes. And in terms of, like, redraft ADP, best ball ADP, he's a rocket ship now. Because people see are seeing scenarios in their head that Travis Kelsey is either not a chief or that ship is going to leave the station. And at some point, Rice Rice also gives you the combination of second half of the season production and NFL playoff production that always sticks yeah. in people's heads. So yes. I'm with you with Rice. I think you could make a legitimate case for Rice where I took Addison. Yeah, like I agree. Right, of the that's situation. right. Like yes, Dell, absolutely. Dell's ahead of those guys for me. Agreed. We've seen. Yeah. So we're we're in lockstep there. So 21 overall, uh, and you know what's interesting is we haven't even considered, you know, the 101 last year in the NFL draft in Bryce Young. 
he's just like kind of dead here. I, you know, it's uh, but but it will be interesting to see if we hear his name called. I suppose yeah. I, I, yeah, I've got a couple. Yes, like I it's think just that, you feel like such a loser. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just it's it's the least <laughs> sexy thing you can say. Yeah, it's the least sexy thing you could say. Like I'm on, a, I'm on a podcast. I'm on a show. I can't do that. I feel like an idiot. Do I want to say Bryce Young instead of Troy Franklin? I don't. Troy Franklin's my 105 right now. I love I like Brian Thomas. I think Brian Thomas is safer than than Troy Franklin. I think Brian Thomas is going to get like top 15 NFL draft capital. But there's something about Troy Franklin that like I think he's going to be just a fantasy stud. And I'm going to take yeah, him like here him. at 21. The next uh, like low VMI stud is Troy Franklin. Oh boy, jeez Louise! And you're, I'm you're supposed to say I'm and somebody else uh, you know gave me a I don't know if it was a criticism or like a please make a hint. I'll say the colleges of the guys too when we get down to this point in the draft. Sure, Troy Franklin is an Oregon Duck. Yeah, and you came close to saying Oregon correctly there. That was you say it a lot better. Says, yeah. yeah, Billy Muzio says that I I don't say things like Oregon. He wants you me say to say Oregon. Yeah. yeah, he wants to say wants me to say Oregon. Oregon, like, a, like an organ. Almost like an organ, yes. Yeah, That's like an or, organ. Organ. So shout out to Billy. Lives in beautiful Bend, Oregon. There you I go. Live, I live I live on Long Island and out here we say Oregon. Long Long Island. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. See how the S isn't pronounced? It's you know, you gotta you gotta tell people. All right, okay. so check it out. So I'm going to make a pick that's gonna make the people happy. Do it. The people, the people are going to be happy when I pu- pull this. From Tennessee, the Titans, that is, Ajay Spears. I love that pick. I love that pick. And I've called Tajay Spears this year's Rashad White, this year's James mm-hmm. Cook, massive step forward in production. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're projecting Callahan to be the coach there. This is going to be uh, – this is a great outcome for, for Tajay. Like, yeah. we're, we're – I, I, I think Tajay, it's like a uh, – you you don't really have to like squint too hard. Like you see the talent, you also see the receiving ability. This is like yes. great stuff for fantasy. I love that you flag planted Tajay Spears here. Now let me flip this around on you. Tajay's a guy that we drafted in the second round of single QB leagues last year. Yeah. What pick would you be willing to trade for Tajay Spears in a single QB league dynasty league right now? Like, are you trading uh, the one eleven for Tajay Spears? In a single, yes, absolutely. In a single okay. quarterback, for sure. I was actually going to say somewhere. Well, look, we're right around Troy Franklin. So for me, yeah, I, I, I think uh, you know anything after that. What's it, the one oh seven in a super flex league? You could even start considering it because I'm, I'm not saying I want to give up the one oh eight if I don't have to. But you know, um, yeah, over over um, over most of these players. Why not? I mean, I, you know, yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's the way to go. I one eleven in a single quarterback league is probably a smash, smash city, baby. And and everyone, uh, make sure you smash the like. Make sure you're subscribed to Player Profiler. If you love Dynasty Life, you know you need to make sure that the the undrafted is in your weekly rotation. It's it's in my weekly rotation. Thanks, you know, man. I listen I listen to Jacks in the car. I listen to Jacks in the gym. And that's pretty much the two places I listen to you. Because I piss him off. So he has road rage and he's able to lift a lot of fucking weights. That's, he that's listens right. To me that's like, right. Rage that's right. listens. Yeah. Idiot. But yeah. Highly, highly yeah. recommend it. And this won't be the last time we chop it up um, yeah. in some capacity. But we're, we're, we're here at, at 23 overall here. Uh, gosh, this is, a, this is a difficult one. I think that I'm going to go back to the, to the rookie class well here. Gosh, you know, I really should just take – I was going to take a wide receiver from this class, but I'm going to do the right thing. I'm going to take Bryce Young. I'm going to give Bryce Young a, a, a life preserver. 
And I'm going to say Bryce Young is not dead yet. Uh, Bryce Young, his dynasty stock is is has receded big time. But yeah, I'm I'm here. Bryce Young, 23 overall, feels about right. And at this point in Superflex, I don't need him to be anything more than like just get up to like QB 18, QB 15 level Bryce Young, and I think people will be really happy with this. Uh, you know, not a whole lot to hang our hat on, but I do think the regime change should be good for him. Um, Tell me, I'm, yeah, it's a good, it's a good pick. It no, it's a good right. pick. It it's a right. good, no, it's a good, no, it do, it should feel right actually because you're like I've got a starting quarterback and I just you know picked him at whatever it is. So yeah, no, great, great pick. Um, I'll make a pick. This is another one of those just like my guy picks, and I I'm, I don't know if I'd actually. Oh boy, I should probably take Brian Thomas over. Okay, I'm going to take Brian Thomas, okay? I'm going to take Brian Thomas, but I'm going to tell you that I'm thinking about taking Jaden Reed. He's my honorable mention right here. You know, I, I don't I don't know. Like, let, let me ask you that question to finish the show. Like, is Jaden Reed or Brian Thomas, you know, what's Brian Thomas, the one-two turn type of player? I mean, are you willing to pay a one-two turn for Jaden Reed right now? Or I probably am, but I think I'm irrationally bullish on Jaden Reed. The thing about Jaden Reed, the best argument for Jaden Reed is not what we saw in the field. It's snaps. He could become a an every snap player in year yeah, two, man. and he's a baller. So if you tell, but if you tell me like we're lining him up in the parking lot and we're saying, you know, who did I like better as a prospect? It's not even close. It's Brian Thomas, but yeah. Jaden Reed, the war daddy, he's a stud, and we like Jordan Love a lot at player profiler. So maybe I, it's Jaden Reed here. And I would trade you Bryce Young for Jaden Reed right now. I feel I feel like I or I would trade you Bryce Young for for Brian Thomas. And a, yeah. a quick shout out to Scoob in the chat. Scoob wants graphics. Okay, fine. Next time I do a mock draft show on Dynasty Life, I will make sure we have an Excel sheet. I'm an anti Excel. It's fair. It's fair. We, we talked Scoob. about it before the show because we had not good graph. Well, you know, we had old man graphics, and we we thought they could be better for you. So he's right. You know, we we want them to be good, not shitty. So listen, guys, smash the like here. I'm going to give you a recap. We're going to go down the list, and we'll this, tweet it. This was this was super fun. Well, you know, we want when people to tune into the to the podcast first. We'll tweet it later in the week. Yeah, we'll, later. We'll, we'll tweet this out on like Saturday, and on Saturday, I'm also going to put it in the show description here on YouTube. But let's go through the list. CJ Stroud at the 101, Anthony Richardson at the 102. Caleb Williams at the 103, Marvin Harrison Jr. at the 104, Jameer Gibbs at the 105, Malik Neighbors at the 106, Bijan Robinson at the 107, Jax takes Puka Nakua at the 108, Drake May at the 109, Jaden Daniels at the 110, Devon A-Chain goes at the 111 to me, and the 112, uh, the tight end run begins. Jax takes Sam Laporta, I follow up with Brock Bowers, Jax takes Dalton Kincaid, then I take Rome Adunze over basically all of the non-Pukanakua year two uh, wide receivers. Then Jax goes with Tank Dell. I go Jordan Addison. We say Jackson Smith and Jigba at 18 overall. Then I took Zay Flowers. Jax takes Rasheed Rice. I took Troy Franklin. Jax takes Tajay Spears. I took Bryce Young. And 24 overall, you're going War Daddy, correct? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So, guys, I want to give you a couple takeaways. A uh, couple takeaways from this. Jax took Malik Neighbors over Bijan Robinson in Dynasty. That's a big takeaway for me. Another big takeaway for me is that Jax is still on Jackson Smith and Jigba ahead of Zay Flowers, ahead of Rasheed Rice, ahead of Troy Franklin. That's a big takeaway. Another big takeaway for me 
is that we both passed on Bryce Young up until 23 overall. Uh, and we, and I took him begrudgingly just so we, we didn't, you know, we didn't want to look like we were, you know, having take lock, but Bryce Young, if you believe in him based on where we took him, this is Violet. the best time to trade for him. And then the last one, Ty J Spears gets in here. Ty yeah. J Spears. This is a guy where Jack said he would trade, you know, essentially uh back half of the first round, uh single QB rook, uh, rookie draft pick. That trade is available to you pretty much everywhere because right now Derrick Henry hasn't signed with anybody. And there's also a trepidation for the Titans where people don't want any Tennessee Titans go trade for Tajay Spears. Uh, Jax, any takeaways for you when you think about the process we just did? I think you nailed a lot of them. Actually. I thought that was pretty cool. I mean, you know, the, the, the running backs are, are, you have a hard time. Add Mitchell, another guy. Yeah, for sure. I, I love, I love Adam. I Mitchell. It's, it's, we should have gone mean, three rounds. We should have gone three rounds. No, but I mean, some of the some of the some of the guys, Xavier Worthy, Ad Mitchell, Keon Coleman, Trey Benson. I mean, look for me, all these running backs, the Trey Benson, Braylon Allen, uh, Jonathan Brooks. Those are players I like. Uh, I just don't think I can get to the point where I'm taking them until I see some draft capital or something. I mean, um, because you could get you could get absolutely crushed with one of those picks. Where I mean, even Charbonnet. You know, Charbonnet was a was a nice player, got good draft capital. He's parked behind uh, Ken Walker. I mean, it's so much harder for a running back to, you know, force himself into touches. Whereas, look, you know, Puka Nakua lands behind Cooper Cup and he's getting targeted. You know, the, these guys can find their way, uh, the wide receivers, with just talent alone. Uh, you know, targets are earned, carries are given. So, you know, these are some of the takeaways I've gotten. I think we smartly did that. I think in a lot of uh, drafts like this, uh, people will be wondering why we didn't take, you know, any running backs from this rookie class. And it's not because we don't like them, because I would imagine that in May, one of these running backs or two of these running backs might force their way into it. You know, if, if one of them gets a great landing spot and great draft capital, but until they do, which one, I don't know which one, you know, you want me to take, you know, Hey, we could have taken running back one from this class. You, you know what I mean? Whoever yeah. that is. Sure. I'll take him over Zay Flowers potentially, but I don't know which one it's going to be. And for that reason, I can't take him if that makes sense. And just to one, one, one comment from the, the chat, we have another person yeah. fired up uh, long t- uh, about where did JSN go? Jackson Smith and Jigba went at 18 overall, 18 yeah. overall. So guys, we'll, we'll, we'll put this, uh, I'll put this in the, uh, the, in the show description, uh, you know, in a couple days. Yeah, they want to, if they want to ask too, it's like, yeah, Jackson Smith and Jigba went right between it with Tank Dell, Addison, JSN, Flowers, Rice. So we both kind of have that little tier where it's like, okay, now let's take all these, you know, these second year wide receivers right in a row, right after Roma Dunze, right after the tight end. So there is kind of a, a, a texture to this draft. And it looks like you and I both kind of had our, list similar to one another if we were to you know cheat and share notes so yeah i think i think that's about where he goes right that's about where i have him this was a lot of fun though today uh Jax, let everybody know what you have uh coming up and what you're doing every week hey man yeah we're doing the undrafted is my podcast that's what i'm doing but at the end un- and you can find that wherever the hell podcasts are found including currently on the player profiler network but um the uh, the the undroppables is where I'm at. That's my uh, our our company. That's our you know our our thing. Go check us out at theundroppables.com. We have a lot of you know new 
uh, faces at the Undroppables. Travis Seal joins the team, and Travis is uh, the owner of True North Fantasy uh, Football. And True North has been a great partner of ours for for a long time, but we sort of basically brought him in and brought in True North. So we are full partners with True North, and and Travis does amazing uh, work for us. He's revitalized us in a lot of ways. We brought in Dan Wisner. Dan is is awesome. Go follow him. He's doing a lot of great articles, and because of that, we brought in some other new writers, EK Baller, etc. Just all sorts of new faces. Um, just like you guys brought in John Lobb. We would have loved to have brought in John Lobb, but you guys you guys got him. Great, great addition. So a lot of cool additions to our site. Um, so a lot of great uh, pieces on the on the site right now. I know Marcus Gailey just did a great uh, piece on on some of the injuries, including Anthony Richardson. So go check that out on the site and uh, follow us everywhere. YouTube channel starting to pop off as well. Awesome. Yeah, Excuse definitely me. follow follow, follow Jax. Uh, and then I, I'm going to put my in also in the the show description uh, my my overall rankings for this class. But you can find it over at Player Profiler as well as my running back rankings. Wide receivers should drop probably Friday or Saturday, my wide receiver rankings. And I'm just going down position by position. Sonic Truth is back tomorrow morning, uh, Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, Alan Soslowski is on vacation. But the podfather, Matt Kelly. Matt Kelly and I are joined by Andrew Cooper of Fantasy Alarm. It's going to be a lot of fun. Stick with Love us here Coop. at Dynasty. Yeah, Coop is great. Yeah. Stick with us here at Dynasty Life all offseason long. Uh, we've got you covered for all of your dynasty needs and enjoy the NFL playoffs this weekend. It's going to be lit. Have a great rest of your day.